We all have a yearning for love, but relationships can be confusing and complicated. Dr. Tammy Balashevsky says it all starts from within. It starts with a journey to center. Here's your host for Journey to Center on Empower Radio, Dr. Tammy Balashevsky. Hello, my friends. It's a beautiful, glorious, magical day, and I hope so for you as well. I have a question for you. What is your relationship like with creativity? I know for me, I could not live without this relationship. Creativity is my lifeline to the creator. But it wasn't always this way. For years, I struggled with health challenges, anxiety, and depression. However, as soon as I said yes to the creative urge within me, not only did I start to come into balance physically, mentally, and emotionally, it helped line me up spiritually. But I know saying yes to our creativity can be really scary. Recently, I read this powerful quote. The artist will only create when the pain of not creating finally exceeds the pain of creating. I know this was the case for me and for many, many other people. Well, today we have the incredible honor and privilege of having a conversation with a highly creative person who has supported millions of people in stepping onto the creative path. Her book, The Artist's Way, has been an international phenomenon with Artist's Way communities forming all over the world. Her techniques and exercises assist people in gaining self-confidence and in harnessing their creative talents and skills. But this is not the only thing this amazing woman has done. We're so fortunate to be here right now with Julia Cameron. Julia has been an active artist for more than 30 years and has authored over 30 books, both fiction and nonfiction. Julia's work has been translated into more than 35 languages and sold more than 4 million copies worldwide. In addition to being an internationally acclaimed author and teacher, Julia is also an award-winning poet, playwright, songwriter, novelist, and filmmaker. Julia also has multiple credits in theater film, and television. So, Julia Cameron, thank you so much for being here on Journey to Center today. You're very welcome. You really walk the talk. You are creative in so many ways and have lit the way for so many people. So I just want to acknowledge you for the work that you've done. Well, thank you. So um, I'm really curious from your perspective how you believe creativity and spirituality are connected. Well, I I think, first of all, that they're so closely connected that they can almost be seen as being one and the same. Uh, and I feel that if someone works on their creativity, they deepen their spirituality. And if someone works on their spirituality, they become brave enough to deepen their creativity. So uh, it's a, it's a question... Uh, that has no answer. It becomes uh, something that you experience, and in your experience you say, oh, this feels a little bit spiritual. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I think it's true. I know for me, uh, I started drawing mandalas and then painting them, and I felt like the spirituality kind of came in the side door made some really beautiful paintings, but it wasn't even about the product. It was more about the process, and that's where the real um, gold is. Yes, I would agree with that. Uh, I think 
that when we are exercising our creativity, whether it's painting, dancing, uh, acting, sculpting, uh, whatever form your creativity takes, it puts you into the moment, and the moment is where you find your higher power. Mm, that's so beautiful. So, Julia, what would you say if somebody said to you, oh, I'm not creative? How would you respond to that? I would say, well, let's see about that. <laughs> uh, and I would have them start working with creativity tools, uh, morning pages, artist dates, walks. And as they began to work with those tools, uh, I would watch them closely uh, and uh, I would spot the creativity as it was rearing its head. I don't believe that there's such a thing as a non-creative person. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with you. But I do think it takes courage. It takes courage to create. I know it did for me, and it can be scary. Why do you think that is? I think, I think that we are af- afraid of being large. Uh, Nelson Mandela has a wonderful quote where he talks about uh, we're, we're not afraid of being small, we're afraid of being big. Uh, and it's a, a fear of exposure, I think. Uh, and it's a, it's a fear of attack. Uh, we, we have a, a lot of negative mythology around artists. We, we believe that artists are broke. We believe they're crazy. We believe they're lonely. And so with the, Believing this negative mythology makes it very difficult to be creative. We have to start putting in place a positive mythology, and then we're able to move forward. Is that clear? Absolutely. I used to um, have fear around claiming the title artist, and I was meditating about that. And what I got back was that that's what God is. He's an artist and very prosperous. There's no starving artist here. It's that many of us have bought into that limiting notion because that's what we've heard. So yeah, it's like on some level, we almost throw the baby out with the bathwater, but it doesn't Mm -hmm. need to be that way. So I love what you're saying. It's very elegant and beautifully put. Another area that I'm really fascinated by is the healing potential of art and creativity. And I know for me, it definitely helps support me in healing um, physically, I think emotionally, mentally. So again, why do you think it is such a powerful healing tool on all these other levels? Well, again, it comes back down to the idea that that making art is a form of prayer. Mm. Uh, and uh, we, we create something, quote, out of nothing. Uh, and as we create... Uh, we begin to feel connected, uh, and as we feel connected, we begin to feel safe, uh, and it's that sense of, uh, of elusive safeness, mm-hmm. safety, uh, that we are actually after, uh, and as we work on our creativity and we begin to feel ourselves 
surrounded by a benevolent power, uh, then we start to say, oh, maybe it's safe to create. And if it's safe to create, uh, it begins to heal wounds of all sorts, ancient wounds. Yes, you wrote a book about prosperity and uh, creativity. And you'd said something in this book about how many of us believe we need money for the, sa- the, for the perception of safety, but really our safety comes from faith and our faith comes from creativity. And I just thought that was such a, an elegant notion. And for me, it's been absolutely the truth. Mm-hmm. So that's another area that I'm interested in. What would you say about the relationship or connection between creativity and prosperity? Well, I think uh, that they're very closely connected. Uh, And I think uh, that what you're talking about, uh, first of all, is a belief that we have that says, if I just had X amount of money, then I would feel safe and I would create. And that's actually sort of an inside-out notion, because what was really true is if I had enough faith, then I would create, then I would have enough money. So prosperity follows creativity rather than leads it. Mm. Yes, I love that. I'm currently writing a book called Manifesting Prosperity from the Inside Out, and creativity is a very big part of this. I think all of us have gifts deep inside of ourselves, but in order to to really access them, we have to be willing to go there. And again, it can bring up fear. There can be stumbling blocks on that path. So yes, what would think... you say to somebody who, who feels they're encountering stumbling blocks? How can we work with this process to keep us moving down this, this path of creativity and art? Well, this is where I begin to sound like a fanatic. (laughs) And that's okay with me. Uh, I would say to them, there are three simple tools that you should use. The first tool is morning pages, writing three pages, longhand, stream of consciousness, first thing in the morning. The second tool is once a week, go do something fun by yourself. That's called an artist date. Uh, And then the third tool is get yourself out for a walk and try to listen to the guidance that comes to you as you walk. And if you practice these three tools, uh, you'll have a spiritual awakening. And if you have a spiritual awakening, it'll spill over into being more creative. Just starts opening that process up. So I like something that you'd said. This is on your website. You had a a video on there, um, short video about um, the morning pages. And I know for me, I've had resistance to that. I'm like, well, it might not be pretty. You know, what's the point? You know, it's like, but I like what you said. Doing the morning pages is sort of like meeting your shadow or inviting your shadow to come connect and have a cup of coffee together. Right. So can you tell me more about that? I think that's so fun. Well, I think um, people are often afraid of writing morning pages uh, because they don't really want to know how they deeply feel. Uh, And I say to them, 
just try writing them anyway uh, and let them be ugly. And people go, oh, but Julia, if I, if I let myself put ugly things on the page, aren't I perpetuating it in my life? Uh, and I say, no, what it's like is that as you put the negative on the page, you begin to ventilate it. Uh, and it's as if uh, Jungians talk about meeting your shadow, meaning to meet what you think of as the negative parts of yourself. Uh, and with morning pages, you you sort of take your shadow out for a cup of coffee and say, how did you really feel? <laughs> Tell the truth. Yeah, I think it's a beautiful way of being able to really access the truth that's beneath the surface or the facade that we want to present maybe to the world and maybe even to ourselves. Like getting really real with ourselves. Yes. Which I, I find that uh, if people don't do morning pages and you ask them how they're doing, they tend to say, oh, fine. And if you are asking someone who's doing morning pages, they say, actually, I felt a little bit threatened or a little bit hostile or a little bit afraid. Uh, and they begin to have names for emotional states that they previously thought of as negative. Mm -hmm. But by naming them, uh, they begin to have the power to change. So it's almost like I hear um, what you're saying is that people tend to show up more authentically or honestly in their lives. Yes, people tend to become more authentic from doing morning pages. Uh, Interesting. It's, uh, we try to catch ourselves before we are defended, before our ego gets a chance to say, Oh, I'm fine. Thank you. <laughs> Put that roadblock up. <laughs> yeah, we we want to say you're fine. How how do you feel? Really? And then you listen. Uh, and as you become clearer on how you feel, you begin to be able to take actions that are in alignment with your own value system. This is just really phenomenal information. I've been dealing with some clients lately where I'll ask them how they feel. And, and it's been interesting how this patterns come up. They're like, I, I'm not really sure how I feel. I, I don't know how I feel like they're disconnected from their yeah. emotional state. So maybe I will um, give them a prescription of three morning pages longhand. <laughs> I think it would work. Yeah, I'm sure that it would help. And another thing I hear you saying as a bonus or side effect is the experience of a deeper, richer um, feeling state of, of being human. Yes. What I feel like is uh, that when we're blocked in our creativity uh, and we are blocked in our spirituality, uh, we are sort of numb. Yes. Uh, and we, we go through life without really acting on our own behalf. And when you uh, are deeper into your spirituality and your morning pages, you begin to see many choices, uh, little choice points during a day. And as you act authentically on those choices, 
Uh, for example, you have 20 minutes. You can either practice the piano for 20 minutes or you can do your toenails. <laughs> and you begin to say, I think I'll start practicing the piano. Yeah, that's really quite lovely. I believe our greatest pain comes from our disconnection from our soul, that perceived disconnection from our soul. And it seems by virtue of, of this simple practice, we start clearing things out and have the opportunity, or maybe it's just a natural consequence of the exercise. We line up more fully with our soul. Yes. We can hear it. We can hear it better. I think of it as building a spiritual radio kit. <laughs> I like that analogy. You can hear you know, it. You when can you tune do into morning it pages, better. you're sending, you're saying, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. Uh, and then when you do an artist date or a walk, you flick the switch over to receive, and you begin to have hunches and intuitions and perceptions, uh, and you begin to see how to do the big picture, but we often know how to do the next right step. Uh, and the big picture shifts from tiny little steps in the right direction. Yeah, I know for me, it is also really what you're speaking of. It supports me in, in hearing my intuition. And another fabulous bonus has been just synchronicity every day. I see profound synchronicity, the God winks that I feel lets me know that I'm on the right path and that God is cheering me on. That's what it feels like. Uh huh. So another thing that you say that I love so much um, art is an act of the soul. It's an outer expression of the inner self. And when people access their creativity, they're accessing the divine power within them. Yes. And who doesn't that, want that? <laughs> you know, that's really accurate. Uh, I, I say that creativity is an act of prayer, which is another way of saying that we... We manifest uh, on the outside the condition that we feel on the inside. So as we begin to feel more connected, uh, our, our work, our art becomes more connected. Uh, and we begin to be able to uh, use our art to communicate. Yes. And, you know, something I know that most people love, we love watching a performer perform that's lined up with their soul. It's really fun to watch uh, somebody act that's really dancing around their, in their own light and having their soul celebrate through them. And I think we all have that opportunity and ability in our own unique way. And that's what I love about your books so many of them, and especially The Artist's Way, is a guide for people to really start to access their own unique brand of creativity. Well, and one thing that happens is sometimes people will say to me, Julia, aren't you afraid you're unblocking a lot of bad artists? <laughs> and I will say, actually, I have the opposite experience. Uh, I, I find people uh, who think they are not artistic uh, 
And then they start to create, and they're beautiful artists. And you feel like saying, how could you have gone 40 years without knowing you were a beautiful artist? So Uh more often I'm humbled uh, by the beauty of the creations of the people that I work with. Mm. Yeah, I can see where that would be just so gratifying on so many levels for you, helping people unblock and line up with their soul selves. And I know in working with quote unquote fine artists that often it seems they're creating out of their intellect or their mind, like what they should be and there's like technique, but it sounds like you surpass that, you bypass that, you go deeper than that. And I think that's where true beauty comes from. So one Another amazing thing that you say that I think is just so powerful and so beautiful. You've said that therapy can help us understand ourselves and our hurts, but creativity can actually heal those hurts. Yes. I mean, one of the things that happens is that if people are blocked, they sometimes go to talk therapy and then they talk about why they're blocked and they decide that it's their mother's fault. Oh, yeah, the blame game. Or their father's fault. And what I say is, let's not worry about why you're blocked. Let's just unblock you. (laughs) Uh, I like that. You can figure it out all out later. But for right now, let's start working with these simple tools and see what ways you start to blossom. Reminds me uh, of something in the Bible, be like little children to enter the kingdom of heaven. And I know for me, as a kindergartner, that that was heaven for me when it was art class. Let's get the stuff out and let's play. And uh, we weren't in our head when we were doing that stuff. We were just having a good time. And I feel now when I create, now that I've gotten out of my head and I've given myself permission to play, I just play. And the healing is a byproduct from that. Right. Uh, I, I think uh, therapy asks you, what do you think about that? Mm-hmm. Uh, and art asks you to make something of what you think about that. Mm. And it's okay if it's not pretty. Right. Yeah, it's about the process, not the product. Well, Julia, you are just exquisite. I just uh, am so grateful to you for, again, saying yes to your soul because you've birthed some incredible material in the world and you've helped so many people um, align and give credence to their own soul self. So what you've done is really quite remarkable. I'm just I just have great respect and compassion, and um, now that I've read your autobiography, great compassion for your path. It's been quite extraordinary. Well, thank you very much. Yes. So now, Julia, if people want to get in touch with you, get one of your books or know more about you, where can they find you? They would go to my website, juliacameronlive.com. It's spelled J-U-L-I-A-C-A-M-E-R-O-N-L-I-V-E dot com. 
That's right. So, Julie, we only have a couple of minutes left here. Do you have any final thoughts, words, sentiments, suggestions, anything you want to share from our heart, from your heart to ours? I, I have this image. Uh, it, it's, I'm, I'm dead, and I'm standing at the gates of heaven knocking to get in. Uh, and St. Peter says, why should we let you in? And I reply, I convinced people to write morning pages. <laughs> and then That's the gate swings open. <laughs> you know, now I now I have to now I have to commit to this process. Well, it would it would help you to integrate everything. Uh, and it would be a terrific support for you as you do your book. Well, heck, it's worth a try. I mean, there can't be any downside, can there? No, the only thing is that people are afraid of the intensity. But, of course, once you get used to the intensity, uh, you begin to be able to use it as fuel for art. I love that image, you know, the fire and the intensity and just revving the engines up, greater fuel for uh, the engine and the direction we want to go in our lives. That's some really good stuff, Julia. Thank you. So to my lovely listeners, I'm sure you got great value from this conversation with this amazing lady. And I would love to hear from you. What are your thoughts? What are your feelings? Are you doing morning pages? I want to talk about this. So you can either write to me uh, on my website, TammyBPhD.com, Facebook. I know you're on Facebook, Julia. Yes. So, yeah, find her. It's Julia Cameron Live on Facebook, correct? Yes, I think so. Yes. So connect with us. We want to hear about your morning pages and your creative adventures. And if you have any uh, thoughts, ideas, feelings, questions, feedback, I would love to connect with you. That's what this show is all about. It's connection, expansion, and celebrating this human experience. Because I really think life here can be hell, but it can also be heaven. And I want to do what I can to support anybody and everybody that I can in making it heaven. Just like Julia's thing is getting you right in the morning pages and lining up with your soul. My intention is supporting you and enjoying this earth walk. So thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you to Brent Carey and Empower Radio and to my lovely producer, Kyla. Thank you for being here with us. God bless you. Onward and upward. Bye for now.